This is the Professional Edge. My name's Seen Todd, tax attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner. We're talking about what exactly your grandchild is going to inherit. And when you think about that, we have to select in your planning what assets your grandchild is actually going to receive or inherit from you. Unfortunately, a lot of individuals don't even make that consideration when they're doing their estate planning on what we are going to leave to our grandchild. They are only one generation thinkers and therefore we're not putting time on that grandchild side or time on the compounding of investments. So again, if your A, your estate plan is simply, I give everything to my surviving spouse and if my spouse doesn't survive, then I give equally to my children. And you're not carving anything out for this grandchild, basically planting a seed so it can grow into a mighty oak. That might be one reason why you want to consider re-evaluating your estate plan. So what will your grandchild actually inherit? Well, they may inherit nothing. And therefore, um, you're actually saying you're disinheriting your very own grandchildren. And um, it's not intentional, it's just unintentional because in order for them to receive something, you have to be intentional about your planning. So um, what do we actually want them to inherit? Then um, we unfortunately had a change in the tax code and it basically says that inherited IRAs, let's talk about qualified accounts for a second. Um, those cannot be stretched over the lifetime of that grandchild. The previous rule, which sunsets back in 2025, so again, we can have this as a potential contingent plan. Um, it says that IRAs must be distributed out 10 years, date of death of the individual. So before, it was based on the life expectancy of the inheritor of that IRA. So that's when a child, um, a grandchild, the age of five, they inherited part of that IRA, then they would have to take out a very insignificant amount from that IRA. And then if it was structured properly, then the distribution from that IRA would go into an account for that grandchild and therefore allow those monies to accumulate. But the tax consequence was deferred and if you did it over the life expectancy of that grandchild, it was deferred for 60 plus years of paying tax on those dollars inside that inherited IRA. That was the magic that happened. But unfortunately, the tax code changed and therefore we have a mandatory distribution unless there is a spouse. So they can roll that over. But if your grandchild inherits part of your IRA, then we cannot stretch it over their lifetime like we used to. So again, in the selection of what your grandchild is going to inherit, we have to pick the right asset on that. So again, I'm not sure structuring an IRA to name them as a, let's say a 10% beneficiary on your $500,000 IRA account. Um, to give them $50,000 is the right asset to be giving them or the right account to be giving them. So again, to give consideration to what exactly might be the best asset to allow your grandchild to inherit and how they should inherit, that's where a qualified tax attorney comes into play on having done over 2,500 estate plans during my practice 
Um, I've seen a whole bunch. I've seen uh, children sue their own parents. I've seen uh, litigation go on unnecessarily over a china cabinet, of all things. So again, make sure your estate plan's in order. And the best place to start is at our website, and that is emcadvisors.com. On the right-hand side is your ultimate estate plan guide. Click that, we'll send it out to you free of charge. That website again is emcecomarycharlieadvisors.com. So back to what exactly your grandchild is going to inherit. We not necessarily want them to inherit an IRA account anymore because we can't stretch that over their lifetime. So what should our grandchild inherit? Well, you can actually carve out some money, let's say $50,000 in this example, and say, well, $25,000 is going to go to an education account. Let that grow. And if the growth or any of that principal is withdrawn for qualified education expenses, then we avoid the tax on that growth. That's another tax avoidance strategy. It's not tax evasion. Not going to have you put the orange suit on and stand behind bars. So therefore, that is tax avoidance. That's 100% legal. So therefore, we would take $25,000, place that in a 529 account, allow it to grow to, let's say, $100,000. If we withdrew the $100,000 out to pay qualified education expenses, we avoid the payment of tax on that $75,000 of growth. So that's how we add value to client relationships at estate management counselors. So again, if that's something you want to consider, you like what we're talking about here, do give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. So we have the other $25,000 that our grandchild is going to inherit. And if you don't put anything in place in your estate planning documents, the age of majority says that that's when those monies will go to the grandchild. So again, that might be a recipe for disaster. It's um, what are you leaving your grandchild and how are you leaving it to your grandchild? If you just say, I give my grandchild the $50,000, I want twenty five dollars to go to the 529 account for them and the balance shall go to the grandchild and you're silent on anything else. Well, that is going to basically say that the grandchild will have unfettered access to the complete balance when they reach the age of majority. Uh, a lot of states are 18, some are 21, and therefore there's no restriction, no requirement that they use that for education. So that $25,000 might have accumulated uh, doubled once, doubled twice, so therefore it's $100,000. And now we have an 18-year-old with $100,000 with no restriction. What do you think the recipe for disaster is and how that will be baked? Well, um, they're probably going to get a brand-new high-speed sports car or a Mustang or a Dodge Charger, whatever they uh, fancy themselves on. And at that point, there is no restriction that they have to use that for qualified education. So how are you leaving things to your grandchild? So let's structure a little bit different and inside your estate plan document, you establish the terms and conditions of a testamentary trust, which funds that trust, again, 25 to the 529 account and 25 to set in an investment account for the benefit of your grandchild. So that way, when the grandchild reaches age 18, 
terms, conditions of the testamentary trust still control. And you say, yep, you can use this for qualified education expenses. If you're on hard times and you need health insurance, we can use that money for that. If you need money to pay your mortgage or car payment or things such as that needs and support, then we can utilize these trust funds for that grandchild. But if they don't need it for that and they're going to squander it, again, get that high-speed um, sports car, then the trustee would just say, nope, that's not the design of that trust. We're going to wait. We're going to postpone it. And that's where you and your planning can outline that um, there's no unfettered access to those funds until, let's say, age 30, in which we'll release one half of that to them. Uh, they may have established their family, thinking about buying a different um, house, and they need some down payment money that's available to them via these terms and conditions in this testamentary trust. So we have that available to them. And then the next thing would be um, that we would give them another half of the remaining balance of that testamentary trust. And let's say age 40, at that point, there should be considering what they're doing for their retirement. So out comes these funds to allow them to um, put that money to work for them in their investments in their retirement planning. So again, it's what you're giving your grandchildren, allowing them to inherit, but also how are they going to inherit that? And you say, well, I don't want to control things from the grave. Well, get that mindset out. Um, that's yesterday's news because you're not actually controlling it. You are putting guardrails. You're still allowing them to make some decisions, but you're not allowing them to waste it, number one. But here's a key provision also. What they inherit is going to get that step up in basis, the fair market value date of death. So therefore, we uh, give that $50,000 of highly appreciated stock. Uh, they sell that $50,000 of stock. They pay zero capital gains. And that is in big contrast to if you give them your $50,000 of stock today, they take your basis, a carryover basis, from the grantor to the grantee. And therefore, if they sell that, and let's say you bought it for $2,000, it's now worth $50,000, they would have exposure to $48,000 of capital gains. So let's avoid that. Let's do the planning correctly. Have that go through your estate. Get the step up in basis to fair market value date of death. And now we pay zero capital gains on the appreciation of $48,000 in my example. So again, being a tax attorney, a CPA, and a certified financial planner, host here on the professional edge, these are the types of things that we discuss with our clients. And we can do that over a Zoom call. Um, we can do it even if you're not in the state of Georgia. It's magic. Um, just got off a conversation with an individual out in California. Um, clients here in Atlanta moved out to Colorado. They pulled the parachute and they're done. It's awesome to see what they plan for and see them execute their strategy on their estate and also on their financial planning. And being that combination of a tax attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner at estate management counselors, we help clients with their portfolios on a fee basis. We do their estate planning. A lot of times we assist them with their tax compliance. So if you want to have that candid conversation, give our office a call at 877-654-9798. 
That number again, 877-654-9798. And if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, don't do this while you're driving. Or if you're sitting on the beach listening to the podcast, then write down this. It's emcthebundle.com. That is Echo Mary Charlie the Bundle.com. Go visit that site and um, see the great offer that we have. And if you sign up for that offer, um, I'll throw in um, a book. I didn't write it, but it's a great read. It's called The Big Retirement Risk. Again, let's say you set up an appointment, um, Zoom call. I'll send that book out to you as well. So again, that's my incentive. Uh, that's my bribe to pick up the telephone. Again, The Big Retirement Risk, the number 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. Appreciate you listening to The Professional Edge. If you like what we hear and you have a colleague, please do share this podcast with them as well. My name's Seen Todd, tax attorney, CPA, certified financial planner, host here on The Professional Edge. With today's financial markets, are you getting the personal and professional attention you and your money deserve? Clients of estate management counselors benefit from having one set of professionals advise them on their tax, estate planning, and investment advice. We call that The Professional Edge. Seen Todd is a tax attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner. With over 15 years' experience, he welcomes the opportunity to assist you in preparing for retirement, implement effective tax planning strategies, and to help you properly plan your estate. His radio show, The Professional Edge, is aired weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. If you're interested in meeting with Scene, call his office at 877-654-9798. That's 877-654-9798. Do you want to feel more confident about making the right investment, tax, and estate planning decisions? Today, these decisions are more complex than ever. Have you thought about working with a professional advisor and not sure who to turn to? Not sure what qualifies one to be an advisor? Seen Todd is more than qualified as a tax attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner. Seen is with Estate Management Counselors. Estate Management Counselors operates as an independent fee-only investment advisory firm. They're dedicated to gaining a personal understanding of their clients' objectives and implementing professional counsel and advice to achieve those objectives. So take a second to talk with Seen Todd to learn how you can benefit from their multidisciplinary practice where they coordinate their clients' legal, tax, and investment strategies into one comprehensive and integrated plan to enhance and protect their clients' financial security. You can reach estate management counselors and speak with Seen Todd by calling 1-877-654-9798. That's 1-877-654-9798.